The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his, his own son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? And they said to him, he will put those wretches to miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all. Amen. October 4th, the Feast of St. Francis. And two of the three books I have on Francis use the word fool in the title. So let's fool around a bit with the word fool. The court jester is an archetype in all cult cultures. Jester or fool comes from the Latin phallus, meaning a bag of wind or bellows. Now jesters say whatever comes to their minds, they don't control their impulses. They are professional fools, like a buffoon or like a clown. As one writer puts it, a joker in charge is very difficult to challenge. Allow him to rile you up and he wins. Laugh with him and you reinforce his nihilistic agenda. What seems most unbelievable is this foolery isn't mere entertainment or reality TV. It's real life these days. Our country is in a serious and perilous time. So now let's invert the meaning of fool. Let's go back eight centuries to the most beloved Christian saint, Francis of Assisi. Saint Francis is remembered as a jester, a jester who 
made a fool of himself because being a fool for God was the source of his joy and delight. There is even an icon of Francis portrayed, believe it or not, as a juggler. He juggles things of this world, so to speak, from socialite to beggar to friar. You see, Francis had an upside-down vision of life, reversing the values of this world. Oh, this is so much more radical than the demure image we have of Francis from our miniature garden statues. Francis embodied St. Paul's maxim, the foolishness of God is wiser than human folly. As one author puts it succinctly, St. Francis had a kind of ascetic frivolity, an ascetic frivolity, a playful seriousness, a gentleman of intense action, always revealing the twirling, juggling paradox that in giving one receives, and that in everything, creation is unified. It's a, maybe a fool's errand, but I'm going to try to interpret today's assigned lectionary text for this Green Sunday in light of the feast for Francis and care for creation. Maybe just being outside will help us to see these texts in new ways. First, the Ten Commandments. Now, we don't think of this through the lens of Francis and creation, the care for creation. But remember, the Ten Commandments are about love for God and neighbor. Remember that Francis addressed brother wind and air, sister moon and stars. I was delighted to find a Lutheran website about care for creation that did talk about the Ten Commandments. Here are a few examples. Honor your father and mother. How would we treat the earth differently if we honored her as our mother? You shall not murder. Some are calling climate change the sixth great extinction, greater than what killed the dinosaurs. You shall not steal. If all the inhabitants of the earth consumed like we do in this country, we would need the resources of four planets to sustain us. And finally, you shall not covet. Think of, think of the habitats creatures need to survive and what it means when we live as if the entire planet is here only for us, for our needs. <laughs> One Benedictine author holds up the post-enlightenment view the worldview that sees creatures of the earth as things rather than as beings intimately involved in the unfolding, I love this, of our mutual salvation. Not remembering that our destinies are intertwined with all creation has helped shape the ecological disaster that we now face. And that leads to a difficult gospel. We're not going to unpack it all. That'd be way too much work on this fun Francis feast. It would be foolish, though, to infer that the parable of the wicked tenets is about the environment. The story indicts the foolish and corrupt behavior of the religious leaders of Jesus' day, condemning their obsession with power and with privilege. Yet as one insightful author suggests, at the heart of the parable is a problem. The tenants don't seem to get that they're not the owners of the vineyard. 
It's our problem too. We think that everything belongs to us, all the resources of the earth. We forget that we own nothing on this planet. Everything is a gift for us to steward. So Francis' love for creation and how we apply that today is about so much more than blessing pets, even though we love to do that. It's a call to see that we are intimately connected with creation, with sky, with earth, with sea, with wind, with all creatures, especially those becoming extinct. And one final reading, Paul's words about garbage and rubbish. Gosh, how do we hear that in light of pollution? Sounds foolish to many modern ears, I'm sure. The loss of all things is compared to garbage when Paul compares it to sharing in Jesus' death and resurrection. But even in nature, even in nature, there's dying and there's rising. Autumn leaves fall, they die, they decay, and then new life comes in the spring. Francis received the stigmata, the wounds of Christ as a sign of his crucified and risen Lord. Baptized into Christ, we too leave the past behind as we strive forward for what is still to come. Another Francis, the current Pope, penned an encyclical on care for the earth. He reminds us that the purpose of other creatures is not to be found in us. Rather, the destiny of all creatures, all creatures, including us, is God, a transcendent fullness where the risen Christ embraces and illumines all things. So let's be fools. Let's be fools in this community, foolish enough to trust that God is making a new creation out of chaos and waste. Foolish enough to be countercultural. Foolish enough to find joy even when it looks like everything is falling apart. God's mercy is foolish, you could say. Despite our fickle foolishness, God is forever faithful. May God give us grace to heed these words of a Franciscan blessing. May God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world. Amen.